The last seven days have continued the rollercoaster ride of travel and cruising in 2020, with some big deals amid a mixture of good and bad news from players including APT, Hello World and Express Travel Group. There's lots to talk about, so let's get into it. From Travel Daily, I'm Bruce Piper. And I'm Anna Piper. And this is News on the Fly. So Bruce, this week the Cruzco Consortium ended up in new hands, with the wholesalers set to become part of Halliwell Travel Limited. Who sold Cruzco and how much did they get for it? Look, as they say, it's an ill wind that blows nobody any good, and the current massive downturn in the industry is clearly creating some opportunities for consolidation. Cruzco was founded about 20 years ago by Phil Hoffman, of course, from Phil Hoffman Travel, alongside Kevin Dale, um, also one of the founders of Magellan, and the inaugural Cruzco CEO, Steve Lloyd. APT's parent company, Australian Pacific Holdings, or APH, took a stake in 2005. And when Steve Lloyd retired a few years ago, APH um, took over his stake and also bought some bits from the other guys and ended up with two-thirds of Cruzco. I believe Cruzco has been on the market for a little while, and that's pretty understandable in this current environment. It's got a really great network of top-performing cruise agents, uh, but of course, in the current situation, it's got to be really tough. My guess is that it needs cash and that perhaps the existing shareholders weren't keen to put it in. Hello World has swooped in, and I believe right at the last minute. So the only thing that we know is that they were prepared to pay more than anyone else. But Chinsia Burns from Hello World told me it wasn't a material transaction. The other thing to bear in mind is that buying a business like that in this environment isn't a simple thing because, of course, they're they're going to be assuming lots of forward bookings, credits, and all that sort of thing. And so where will it fit into the Hello World ecosystem? Well, Cruzco has been going through lots of change over the past few years, so this is yet another twist and turn in the story. After Steve Lloyd re- retired, they appointed Amanda McClellan to run the business, and she undertook a pretty big process of digital transformation. If you'd seen the website, uh, you know, prior to that, it was, um, you know, not really pretty. Anyway, ultimately, she left, and since then, Nick Kohler has been the interim CEO. Nick's background is in media, and I wasn't sure how long he would stay. My impression was that he'd been sort of brought in to steady the ship, pardon the pun. But calling him interim CEO meant it was pretty clear he wasn't there for the long haul. But now, lo and behold, he's going to stay with the business as it moves into Hello World's ownership, and he's going to become Hello World's new head of cruise wholesale, in charge of not just Cruise Co, but also Seven Oceans, uh, which is based in Queensland. You know, it's going to add some complexity there. They are going to keep the brand separate, but look for synergies, and I think you can interpret that as job cuts, and try to extract as much turnover as they can. Hello World did reveal that that the combined businesses had TTV of about $180 million pre-COVID, so that's not inconsiderable, and you know they are a key partner for many of the cruise lines. And do you think the Cruise Co business will change much under its new ownership? Well, that's a very good question. At the moment, of course, it's all very friendly and business as usual, etc., but there is a fair bit of complication, not least because Hello World CEO Andrew Burns had a major public falling out with Norwegian Cruise Line Holdings a few months ago. Norwegian, Oceania and Region 7 Seas are key partners for Cruise Co, and after Andrew's public bollocking, and dropping them as a preferred supplier for Hello World, it's hard to see them coming back from that. And since that happened, I'm sure also Norwegians been cherry-picking key top-performing agencies and doing deals directly with them. So that's definitely likely to continue, and that won't help Cruise Co going forward. It's also complex because many of Cruise Co's highest-profile members aren't part of Hello World. One good example is Bicton Travel over in WA, one of the country's most successful cruise agencies, It's part of Express Travel Group, and I'm not sure they're going to be wanting to join the Hello World ecosystem. 
At the same time, you've got Express Travel Group itself sniffing around, having just a few days earlier announced the launch of Cruise Spirit under the Creative Cruising brand, another uh, cruise wholesale membership group. And that's certainly got a greater perception of working with independent agents than Hello World. Hello World did say it strongly believes in the future of cruising, but the way it's treated both suppliers and agents through the pandemic, particularly under Seven Oceans, means there are a lot of bridges to build, and I'm pretty sure Nick Cole has got no idea what's ahead of him on that front. Having said that, CruiseCo has done an amazing job of supporting its members through the pandemic. They have really made the most of the downtime. Uh, they've, they've initiated some significant new technology, uh, released you know lots of curated deals and you know very uh, tracked consumer sentiment. So they're they're packaging up stuff that they think will sell, and they've really had an excellent podcast too. It's a real group of like-minded achievers, and I just hope they don't lose that under the new ownership. Cruzco wasn't the only asset divested by Australian Pacific Holdings, with the company also announcing that it was relinquishing its 49% stake in Inspiring Vacations, which had been returned to the full ownership of its three founders. Was that something that was expected? No, this one was a bit of a surprise. I think the Cruzco sale was something that had been in the wind for a while, um, but Inspiring Vacations to my mind at least, was seen as APT's parent company having some skin in the game for a disruptive digital future. Um, You know, owning a a significant stake, 49%, I think, in uh, one of these uh, online tour companies. So it was certainly interesting when they announced this one. And again, possibly like Webjet um, being forced to shut down its exclusives deals division early in the pandemic, it's more a reflection of the sort of tough decisions that are having to be made in this environment that in normal circumstances wouldn't have happened. I've spoken to both APHMD Chris Hall and also Paul Ryan from Inspiring Vacations this week, and it you know it all seems very amicable. Chris said essentially the APH board has decided they want to focus on investments that feed the mainstream businesses operated by the group, such as APT, Travel Marvel, Travel Globe, Botanica, Captain's Choice. So key partnerships like they have with Armour Waterways and also this operator of small ships, Noble Caledonia, um, you know, they're more core, while the Cruise Co and Inspiring Vacation shareholdings weren't seen as sort of, you know, central elements for the business going forward. On their part, Inspiring Vacation said they were absolutely delighted to have the opportunity to take back their shares. And they've also been really making the most of the downtime. Uh, they've pivoted to a wine business, an education business, also a new travel deals offering called Travel Spree, uh, very tactical. And they're also about to launch quite an interesting new venture, which is a sort of online shop, which allows people to use their travel credits to buy white goods, electronics, etc. Not just for inspiring vacations, but apparently with some other uh, partners also who have uh, you know, clientele with these travel credits that they think they're not going to be used. So Inspiring Vacations certainly haven't been resting on their laurels, and they're definitely one to watch, that's for sure. Travel and Cruise Weekly's Keep Dreaming Weekly e-magazine launched at the beginning of the pandemic, and we thought it would only be about eight issues. How wrong we were. The 34th edition of Keep Dreaming comes out on Monday with yet more inspirational content and updates to keep your customers engaged. With destination features, new travel and cruise products and consumer-facing news, Keep Dreaming is the perfect way to fan the travel flame. Check it out at travelandcruiseweekly.com.au and to have your brand featured, call us on 1300 799 220.
Well, the acquisition of Cruzco wasn't the only news from Hello World this week, which also confirmed it had finalised an agreement with Qantas. What was that all about? Well, considering that Hello World probably signs scores of agreements like this every year, it was a bit unusual for the company to announce this. Also, there's a bit of a question about who actually would have done the deal because um, it's my understanding that almost all the senior management at Hello World are still on stand down uh, until the end of March next year. Anyway, I think uh, Hello World wanted to dispel uncertainty after Qantas CEO Alan Joyce very publicly announced that the airline was trying to reduce its costs by cutting payments to travel agents when he spoke at the Qantas AGM last month. I think Hello World is also wanting to contrast itself with Flight Centre, which has at this stage only extended its existing agreement with Qantas. And I think, as I've mentioned before, uh, you know, with rumours that uh, any new deal will be at a much lower uh, override level and they're going to renew in 2021. But what nobody's confirming in terms of Hello World is the terms of this deal with Qantas. And as I mentioned, um, you know, Qantas is really pushing back and slashing overrides. Uh, you know, they're sick of the tar wagging the dog in, in their perception. So while Andrew Burns from Hello World stressed that there was now a three-year deal in place and that Hello World was now Qantas's number one travel agency partner, he of course didn't reveal whether the deal was on the same terms as before, and I'm betting it wasn't. But, you know, as he said, having a deal in place does give the business and its franchisees and members certainty going forward. So that's good news. And also on Hello World, the company has confirmed the departure of Andrew McFarlane, the head of Magellan Travel Group. Who's going to replace him? It's a lady called Lisa Harrison who's been running her own consultancy business for a few years in Melbourne, but before that, she would be well known to the industry. She was head of Sun Lover Holidays, part of the AOT group for a while, so she's worked closely with Andrew and Chintzia Burns for some time. She's taking over from Andrew McFarlane, I think it's next Friday, the 4th of December, and again, they're saying it's business as usual. That's the only change within Magellan, uh, which is still going to have um, David Stafford, Scott Darlow and Paula Phillips supporting the group's 97-odd members. And why is Andrew leaving? Look, he's actually retiring. He's just turned 60, and he told me that this has been his plan for some time. Of course, COVID-19 has really changed everything this year. I know from his email bounce back that he's only been working one day a week, and I reckon good luck to him. If he can make a graceful exit and retire, it's a well-deserved way to go out. He's been leading Magellan for about 12 years. He's really driven its growth, as well as, of course, being part of the, um, the board of directors that negotiated the sale of the business to Hello World for $32.5 million almost three years ago. Look, I, I'm sure he wouldn't, you know, want, it's not ideal. He wouldn't be wanting to leave under this current COVID-19 situation, but he is highly respected across the industry and there have been a lot of tributes as to what he's achieved. So I want to add my own message of respect to him, congratulations, and all the best for a peaceful time going forward. And finally, there's been some action on the long-awaited reopening of the Queensland border. Can you tell us a bit more about that? Oh yeah, what a relief. I think Anastasia Palaszczuk in the end just couldn't maintain her opposition to opening the borders. And it was really great news for the Queensland tourism industry, as well as, you've got to admit, for the travel sector right across the country. Whether we like it or not, the industry's got to pivot to domestic because those borders internationally aren't going to open for any time soon. And a number of consumer surveys recently noted that Queensland is by far and away the main destination that people want to go to. So that's got to create some opportunities and we can only get hope against hope that Western Australia sees sense soon too. Because I believe that only when we've got all the state borders open again will we see any travel bubbles with international destinations. It also seems there's more news day by day in relation to vaccines, and you can see that in the share prices of the listed listed travel companies, which have really rebounded over the last week or so. 
not up to pre-COVID levels, but definitely a massive improvement. I think Hello World's up almost 70% in the last month alone. So that's been a good bet for anyone who was brave enough to buy when things were right at the bottom. And on that topic of recovery, I know the whole industry is still eagerly awaiting details of any government assistance, but I don't know. I feel like these, this good news on borders is a two-edged sword on that matter, um, you know, as well as vaccines, you know, rebounding consumer travel spending. I wouldn't be surprised if that's uh, making politicians second-guess thoughts of assisting the industry. I don't want to be the bearer of bad news. AFTA's mobilisation program has absolutely raised the profile of the industry, so much so that the New South Wales government, which announced a $100 voucher scheme, is allowing those vouchers to be re-redeemed at restaurants, uh, movie theatres, but also at travel agents. So clearly there's a light bulb that's gone on there. But I think also every bit of good news like this is likely to put potentially put thoughts of government assistance further off. Sorry, people, just my two cents worth. As I've said before, all we want is the ability to trade. And in the scheme of things, that's what the government wants too, which is why they're pushing so hard on vaccines and borders. In the end, that's what we all want. So let's hope that flurry of good news continues. Yeah, that's for sure. And while we wait for that good news, in the meantime, thank you for listening. Keep up to date with your daily newsletters from Travel Daily and from Cruise Weekly. And don't forget to subscribe to this podcast and give us a rating. We'll be taking a week off next week, but we'll be back very soon with more news on the fly.